Welcome to another episode of Perceptions of Life. My name is Amina Zoe and today I have a beautiful guest, Alex, um, here with me. And we're gonna dive into the topic of lucid dreaming. Um, we're sitting here in Mexico in Bacalar and we started talking about, you know, general spiritual <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and lucid dreaming um, has such a yeah it's it's like a doorway it's like a doorway to consciousness it's like a doorway to um perceive oneself in different um in different ways and in, in different ways of consciousness and so we're um talking about how to how to actually improve lucid dreaming how to um move into lucid dreaming like what tools you can use to actually um, practice to practice lucid dreaming and then we're also going into the topic of how the dreams are connected to a deeper awareness consciousness and mindfulness and how this is able to be integrated into the daily life and alex is also sharing a few experiences um, like out of body experience and sleep paralysis and how these are different from actual lucid dreaming and just the whole the whole conversation is let's say it was so so colorful um like moving through the different topics and the different ways to lucid dream and um that lucid dreaming is just one of the ways to get access to dreams or to get um, access to different kinds of states of awareness um, and yeah we're talking about all these things and um, check it out and yeah enjoy enjoy fucking enjoy <laughs> welcome alex hey to this <laughs> very beautiful and magical place of Mexico yes, um, where is. we hear the birds um, singing around us and where the trees are breathing into our ears and the sun is kissing our skin. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's really a pleasure and it's much more of a pleasure that, you know, I meet amazing people like you, inspiring people like you and um, yeah just introduce yourself and say a little bit about you so uh, i'm alexis from belgium um, and i'm here traveling in mexico trying to find what is my calling in life like what i'm planning to do with my life uh, afterwards so i quit my job that was uh, kind of a digital stuff and I was like feeling stu stuck like doing my nine to five and always sitting in front of a computer so yeah um, I'm, I'm really trying to find what I will do and I feel that it's it's going to have a, a link with everything related to well-being and just finding all the alternatives and holistic ways of being healthy in your mind, in your body and in your soul as well. 
So, yeah. Wow, that sounds incredible. That sounds like a really nice journey to go on. It's super exciting. Yeah. It's just that, you know, when you can of it, you have a, a calling. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's also a leap of faith because you, you don't know where you're going to end up. But I'm trying to follow just the calling and trusting myself that whenever I'm, I will walk, it's going to be a wonderful path. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, trusting in your path and walking um, on the path that the universe is giving you also brings us to the actual topic of the podcast <laughs> episode. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about lucid dreaming. And basically, let's, gi let's give us a little bit of a frame of what lucid dreaming actually is and how, um, how it is different, maybe, or more specific regarding to dreaming itself. So, lucid dream is basically the fact that you realize that you're dreaming in your dream. And in general, when you are in your dreams, you live the life of a character, right? And you are fully invested into, I am this character, whatever they are. Like I'm, I'm flying above the sea or I'm swimming into the sea or whatever crazy stuff is happening to your dreams, you're going to, you feel it's happening, mm -hmm. more or less. So you, you there is... Um, a consciousness aspect to it. When you are lucid in your dream, you become aware that this reality is, is not the real world. Mm -hmm. It's just a made-up world, made of your brain, technology or whatever. But uh, basically you just realize that you're in a dream and you're sleeping. And that's... Uh, you can do pretty much anything and it won't harm you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so, yeah. When was the first time that you experienced a lucid dream? So the first time I, I remember having a lucid dream was uh, when I was around seven years old. Mm -hmm. And it's simple, I was in my school and it was a zombie invasion. And at one point I'm like, Wait a minute, it's a dream. Wow. And I'm jumping on the table and I feel like I'm a, like a superhero and I, can, I feel incredible. And it was just that, realiza like that realization that, wait, like it's a dream. Yeah, and it was a dream without um, waking you up in the moment that you realized no, it. No, no, no. Uh, I, I, so I just remember that the main story of the dream that I realized, like that realization, like, Wow, it's a dream, wow. And, and so those zombies cannot uh, arm myself. Like they, they cannot, uh, they're not going to eat me. It's, it's, it's going to be okay, I'm fine, you know? Mm -hmm. And just the, the huge feeling of happiness and joy that, that I felt when I realized that this is what I remember. But uh, afterwards, I, I don't really know. Probably I, I went back to a normal dream. Mm -hmm. Because um, when you are lucid dreaming, it's actually possible to go from being aware that you're in a dream to go back to losing that awareness. Oh, okay. 
and how how what does it take for me to first go into a lucid dream and then go back into a normal dream so so to go back to when I was seven years old, it happened to me another time around that age, and then uh, I I lost the connection, know, the connection or the capacity or the mm -hmm. ability. I just didn't do any lucid dream for several years. Just to give you a context, and then I will explain you sure. uh, the different technique. But so when I was 15 years old, around 14 or 15 years old, uh, I remembered. Uh, those dreams when I was uh, younger and I was like what was it like when I knew I was in a dream you know I, I want to feel that feeling again mm -hmm. so I started doing research and I, I found the term lucid dream and uh, I ended up on a, f on a forum uh, called LD for all which was the, the main place for lucid dreaming in the world world and you had like um, you had um, different sections in in function of your language so you had the, like the English section but at 15 my English was not that uh, that good so you had also the French part of the site the website and uh, this is where I took all the knowledge all the techniques and also I was reading a lot of um, feedbacks and people could write their their own online journal, dream journal. Mm -hmm. So I took a lot of inspiration of, of, uh, of that place, that space. And so, first of all, uh, to be able to, to lucid dream, what I'm always promoting is to write your dreams in the morning. Mm -hmm. So to have a dream journal is the first step to get to, to, to lucid dream because um, I can more or less every day I'm, I can remember my dreams in the morning but I know a few people that told me you know I'm barely dreaming like in a month maybe I'm going to remember one dream yeah. I'm like oh okay so the first step is to work on that memory of your dream because actually everybody's always when you're going to sleep you're going to dream it's just the memory and the remembrance of your dream that's lacking and so to practice that is to write your dreams whenever you are, you have one and to read it into the morning and in the evening mm. and just it's not even um, reading it's also feeling the feeling that you felt when you were dreaming how was it how did it felt and uh, and so I started doing that when I was 15 years old and when I was on that website. And I went from maybe one or two dreams a night that I was remembering to four, five, six, seven, eight, up to 10 dreams a night. And so you have Whoa. that old crazy experiences that you have during the night and then you, you wake up in the morning and you're like, wow, that night was crazy. And you even feel excited to go to bed because you know that you will live so many different adventures mm -hmm. um, so that was the first step the dream journals and working on my memory of the dreams mm -hmm. uh, and it gave me i don't know it's like a muscle it gave me stronger and more vivid dreams as well you know brighter dreams um, and then the second really important stuff that helped me was to do reality tests mm. What does that mean? So reality test is just you t 
testing if you are in a dream, whether you are in a dream or not. Wow, that reminds me of Inception. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where it's like the one thing to check if you're in a dream. Exactly. Or if you're this in is reality. exactly that. What he's doing, you know, with the. Um, with this circling thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, even yeah. with the ring, it's just to yeah. check if it is reality or. Dream or no. State. Or dream. And so um, the reality test is super simple. It's you look at your end. Mm-hmm. And you stretch, you try to stretch one of your finger, mm-hmm. and you really look at it, and you're like, okay, I'm trying to stretch to one of my finger. If it is not stretching, all right, it means we are into reality, so it's fine, you know. Uh, and I'm trying to, re- I was trying to repeat that um, several times a day. Also, you can pinch your nose, yeah. and. S- and check if you are able to breathe mm-hmm. through your nose, even if it is pinched. Mm-hmm. This is another reality test. But myself, I was only doing the stretching the fingers uh, kind of stuff, just because I like yeah. to stuck to one thing. Um, and so by doing this over and over and over and over, uh, at one point, you might do this, in, you're going to do this in your dreams. Mm-hmm. And your hands, are, your hands, they are not going to look normal into your dreams. The thing is that sometime I was doing reality tests in my dreams. My finger was stretching and was like one meter long. And I was like, okay, it's, it's completely normal. I'm in reality, you know, <laughs> but, and you know, but it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's a practicing your, your awareness of reality mm. and your everyday awareness. Mm-hmm. So it's not even a practice for only for dreaming. It's just for your everyday life. How present are you? in the moment and oh, are nice. aware you of your space and of your body and of yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and so actually, uh, by following this routine, I ended up doing also what they call, they were, you can, what you can call pre-lucid, being pre-lucid. So you have a bunch of stuff that you can call pre-lucid. Pre-lucid, for example, would be you are in a dream and you're talking about lucid dreams, mm. but you are not lucid. You know, so you, you're not aware you're in a dream, but you're talking about lucid dreams, in your dreams. <laughs> this is pre-lucid. Another pre-lucid um, thing could be um, a fake. Um, so you wake up, but you wake up in your dream. Yeah. And then you wake up and it's yeah. in a dream, you know, yeah. and you're like, oh, that dream was nice. And you do yeah. your stuff, but it's still a dream. Yeah. This is pre-lucid as well. Um, and also that's a reality, a reality check, just checking your fingers, like, is it reality? And wondering, is it reality? Is it reality? This is pre-lucid. And sometimes you're just almost there, but you're staying into yeah. the, the normal dreams area. Um, and, um, and sometimes you have a breakthrough. And the breakthrough is basically realizing, okay, shit, it's... Uh, it's a dream. Yeah. Okay, so what you're saying is um, for the reality check um, that during the day I can um, bring awareness to my hand and check my finger if it is stretching or pull my finger and yeah. see if it's stretching or not. So then I can reproduce that in my dream state, looking at my hands, like consciously looking at my hands. and. Um, the moment that it's stretching, I know in the dream that it's a dream. Exactly. Right? Interesting. Okay. The f- as I said, uh, the thing is that, so you're creating that habit. Yeah. <coughs> uh, pardon me. 
So you're creating uh, that habit of uh, checking your finger. Yeah. So you do it, let's say, I was doing it maybe every 15 minutes because wow. I, was, I really wanted to go back to that state <laughs> of uh, lucid dreaming. I was dedicated, you know. Um, but so that habit is going to prolong into your dream. So you're yeah. going to be, oh, I'm checking my fingers. And then you might realize that your fingers is, even just looking at your end, you might realize that your end is super weird, like yeah. something, and you're going, most of the time it's not a, a direct uh, realization you're not mm -hmm. going to oh my hand is not normal okay it's a dream you're going to to wonder like is it a dream like it's weird like is it a dream is it really a dream and at one point it's it, it clicks okay but so i had this routine of uh every day in the morning writing down my dreams yeah and uh and doing the reality uh, check and tests um but after maybe a few weeks, my first lucid dream came just, I, I was in my dream and I, and I realized it was a dream. Without any reality check, without nothing. It's yeah. just that I practice so much my awareness of what is it to be in a dream. Because I was, when I was reading my dreams of the past days and feeling the feeling of being into those dreams, I had more of the ability to distinguish. Mm. Um, how I feel in reality and how I feel into a dream. And also the reality check is just, was just practicing my overall awareness and presence. Mm. And so just one day I was in my dream and it came out, wow, I'm in a dream, mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. And I was so excited that it lasts 10 seconds and then I woke up and I was like, mm. oh shit. Mm. So, okay, it's, it's super interesting. Why do you think, um, or what are lucid dreams good for? Like, why, should, why is it important for me to practice it? Why is it? I mean, of course, you know, <laughs> um, I love just diving into that. I love diving into the dream state and just um, explore that there is another realm that I have access to. But how do you think, um, is it important for me to, to experience that? That's a, an excellent question. Um, and so at that time, for the maybe the two years where I was really into, during my teenage years, when I was really into lucid dreaming, uh, I never really explored the benefits mm -hmm. of uh, what can it brings to me. Yeah. You know? I was just like, okay, I want to fly. I want to do this. I want to go to space. I want to try to have some powers jump to, you know, just do all those cool stuff uh, and just having fun. You know, it's, it's, it's like a, a GTA, you know, Grand Theft Auto, the, <laughs> the video game, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like you just want to do whatever goes through your mind and having fun. And, and so basically the first thing most people are doing in, when they are lucid gymming is flying. Mm -hmm. you no, know, it's just because I don't know us as human being like flying is like when you think about human beings flying, you think of superheroes and and so there is this attraction to to being able to fly and so most of the time you will people want to do random s stuff, you know, nothing crazy, um, and it's it's only recently recently. Uh, that I 
began to to think about what it, it can bring to me. Uh, uh, and it's uh, through different talks with people that were also explorer of uh, the, 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 the dreaming realm that I realized, okay, this, is, this can benefit me. Um, I think you can establish, the first point would be that you can establish a, a dialogue with your subconscious. Mm. And that's, that's amazing. You can do that for normal dreams as well, but you can have that direct dialogues with yourself and with you, the, the shadow part of yourself mm. um, when you are lucid dreaming. And so this is a completely um, different way of doing this shadow work, you know, yeah. and to shedding light of some aspect of yourself and of your, of your psyche that maybe you're not aware of. Mm. So if I want to integrate that into my, um, into my normal daily life, um, I, can, I can create a direct connection to my subconscious mind. If I'm like in a, let's say like I have a panic attack or just there, maybe we don't even have to go that far, but just I have a trigger and I, f I feel um, angry or I feel uh, sad um, the lucid dreaming and because of the connection to the subconscious it helps me to get an easier access to it and maybe resolve the trigger or find the source of the trigger easier exactly so for example in a, in a lucid dream you can just shout to the dream world you are in it and really focus and set an intention about I want, I want an answer to a specific subject mm. or to a, sp a specific problem that I have uh, at the moment. You know? And you just look at your environment and something is going to show up to you. And sometimes it's, like, it can be a horse showing, uh, like, like a horse walking down the, the street or whatever. Like, sometimes it's going to look crazy to you. But by doing the work and by writing down afterwards everything you saw when you ask for like that specific stuff, you can kind of take to fit the puzzle together mm -hmm. and to interpret yourself. Yeah. Well, what, what do you think about... Um because I'm thinking right now about the symbols that dreams have. Like, um, I have been reading several books that interpret the symbols that we are receiving through our dreams. Um, but it's very different from lucid dreaming because lucid dreaming feels more of the process itself and just the normal dreams or remembering the normal dreams um, might just help you to understand certain things or to receive some certain information for the process that you're going through, through reading the symbols. So um, what do you think is, uh, yeah, can you find symbols in the lucid dreaming or is it better to find them in normal dreams or like what or what what's your overall thoughts about this? Uh, I don't know. Are you are you used to try to interpret what you are seeing in your dreams with uh, 
Like for example, if you are seeing uh, an animal in, uh, in your gym, are you going to go check what it is about? Yeah, that's interesting. So I have that uh, from time to time. If it was just very, um, very strong in my dream, if it was very strong mm. and I had a deep, like a fe my feeling was connected to it, and I have the impulse to check out what, it, why is it appearing, why it is coming up, and then I will check on it. But um, most of the time, I don't give it so much, um, yeah, energy because it's just not um i don't know it's it's the the symbol itself is gonna or the animal itself is gonna be there and it's gonna do its healing and putting it into my knowledge you know it's it, it, i maybe start rationalizing i maybe start Uh, uh, analyzing what it can mean onto my life and then you know fitting it in or making it a bad symbol or a good symbol whatever you know and I you know I put it into my mind so I tend to not do this and just rather stick with the feeling yeah so it's it's um, it's more or less the same for me yeah uh, at one point I was uh, like seeing all those uh, symbols into my dreams and I was trying to look on uh, you know on, on the the internet uh, what what is the signification of seeing this and seeing that but it was first of all I think that as individual we can different symbols will means different stuff yeah. to us for different people mm -hmm. you know so uh, to have that overall stuff I think it's it's too much of like that yeah this is like this, this is like this and so I believe that you need to I was trying to see how it relates for me. What does that symbol means to me as a person and not like uh, trying to see what that symbol means. Uh, like, yeah, if you see uh, like a, a unicorn in your gyms, it means that blah, blah, no. Uh, but I believe that there are some teams that, that have a common signification for some people. So for example, there is a very, very common dream is to lose your teeth. Oh, interesting. It's super common. Yeah. So you're losing your, your teeth. Or there is another common dream is to uh, being naked. Mm. Did it happen to you? Um, the losing teeth actually just quite a while ago. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, you're part of most people at they are dreams where they at one point in their life where they're losing their teeth and this is part of those very significant uh, um, symbols or events that are happening in the dreams that kind of have that common mm -hmm. signification mm -hmm. I'll, i'll let the people do the research about what is it about losing <laughs> your teeth in a dream Yeah, interesting. I had, yeah, because at that time I had an issue with my teeth. So, um, you know, that's, I think, uh, also through dream state, um, we are processing a lot of things that are happening in our normal um, life. Uh, but yeah, it was a very interesting dream. <laughs> If I remember back to it. Um, I wanted to jump into another question. Um, because I remember that we have been talking about um, out-of-body experience. Yes. So, how do you connect lucid dreaming 
to out-of-body experience? Like, is there a difference hmm. or is it the same? Where are we actually going? <laughs> What do you think? Uh, so that's pretty odd there, right? Uh, in terms of, um, of lucid dream. So when I started exploring the... So when I was the, on that specific forum that I was telling you about um, uh, early on, called LD for all, lucid dream for all. Mm -hmm. um, there were, so you had all those different sections. And um, so you could learn everything that is more or less related to lucid dreaming. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot about sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the first time I, I knew about it because I, I never had it myself before. Or at least I never remember it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I learned also about out-of-body experience on that form. So I saw all those things and I was like, oh, it looks interesting. But uh, there was a lot of debate uh, on that forum because some people were saying that the out-of-body experience were just another form of, of dreaming. And some other people were saying, no, I was really outside of my body while I was dreaming, while I was sleeping. And so... Um, the first thing that happens to me is that I started doing sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. So after the lucid dreams, I started having sleep paralysis. But where most people are going to tell you about how awful it is to have a sleep paralysis and how frightened they are because they feel there is like a demon in the room holding them and they cannot move and they, they are basically powerless right mm -hmm. to any action or um, the first time I had a sleep paralysis I was super happy I was like yeah finally like I have a sleep paralysis because I read it I read it first on that forum and I was for me it was just next step so I, yeah. I had put a check on the lucid dreams I was like yeah okay I did the lucid dreams and I can fly and I can try to act people into my dreams and do all those, those stuff no I really want to have another level so i want to get to another to another level so for me uh being able to do a sleep paralysis was reaching that other level mm. um, and it happened to me the first one when i was doing uh, a nap in my living room during the day my family was around so it was not like darkness and me being alone in my room with uh, no way to escape a demon uh, it was just really peaceful i just felt some vibrations And I couldn't move. And I was like, oh, okay, so I guess this is a, a sleep paralysis. I started doing more and more sleep paralysis. Um, and I knew from what I read on, on that amazing forum that some people, they reach the out-of-body experience through the, through the sleep paralysis. So just one day I was doing my typical nap in my living room, the family is there, there was TV on. And I don't know, maybe I went to, to do some exercises and I was tired of the day, I don't know. But uh, I'm entering into the state of sleep paralysis, so I cannot move. And I'm feeling like all the time, those vibrations. It's like, and it's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And sometimes I'm hearing super loud voices and 
And so it's, it's happening and I'm just going with the flow. And, uh, and at one point, puff, I'm floating around my living room. And it's it's just a weird state. I, I it was nothing like the dreams I've I've experienced mm. you know, before. I'm, I'm just kind of floating in my living room. I'm just yeah. Then yeah. And it's the the colors are different and and ne next thing I know, I'm back. I'm waking up. Uh, I'm waking up. So I was always conscious to the process, you know, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm back into my body and uh, my body is awake. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, so how did it feel to float in your living room? Like, because you didn't have the sense of your own body, right? It's, it's, it's just consciousness. It's just, I was aware of, okay, this is my living room, this is... Yeah. But, uh, you, ki but you still had a body or like in a... Let's say, like you knew you were you, although you were looking onto you, like although you were looking onto your body sleeping uh, on the couch, right? It's not even that I knew I was me, it's just I was me. Yeah. It, it was not about the knowing, it was like I was just being me. Yeah. And it was such a, a weird state of consciousness because what I, f I, what I find interesting into the lucid dreaming and the, also the dreaming world is all those nuances of your consciousness. Mm -hmm. you know? Because another advantage uh, uh, of lucid dreaming is that you're exploring different aspects of your own consciousness and so of your own self, basically. And you're realizing that uh, it's much more... There is much more to it than what you would think normally if you didn't explore all those part of consciousness and that was another piece into that that word of uh, you know consciousness that was added uh, that day i was just super aware of everything i was just like okay this is the room and i'm up into the room mm, you know? mm. so okay how do you think um all these experiences that you made with lucid, lucid dreaming um, and the sleep paralysis and also like connecting to all of these things and to the symbols that you got, the messages and the information that you received. How did it change your life as a human being in the 3D matrix? <laughs> hmm. Good question. I guess I would know the answer if I if I had like a, another timeline where I didn't do those those experiences. Mm, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> because probably I would maybe without it I would be the same, but I don't I don't think so. so definitely it um, it's open it's opened my my mind about um, spirituality, for example. You know, because when you're able to be in a dream and to be conscious in your dream, but you're not in the real world, you ask yourself, okay, my consciousness is is in that area, and sometimes your dreams they they feel so real, like the 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 colors and everything, the details are so precise, and so you're like, okay, I'm conscious here, but this is a dream, and 
So it means that I can be unconscious in my dreams. And so I started to explore the idea of being unconscious into reality and being more conscious mm. in reality. Because, for example, also in lucid dream, you have different levels of lucidity. Sometimes you are really lucid and really aware. And sometimes you're kind of, okay, you, you realize it's a dream, but you're not really aware. Oh, you cannot conscious. really make choices in the dream. You, you can make choices, but just there is that filter of awareness. And I would compare that to the fact that, let's say, for example, you drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. like you go full on into a night because it's the birthday of one of your pal. Mm -hmm. And you're starting drinking a bit and like you feel tipsy, but super like you're still completely conscious, completely here. Mm -hmm. You just feel mm -hmm. a bit more, a bit loose, you know. Uh, and the more you're drinking, the less you're becoming conscious. So you start doing uh, stupid, stupid stuff. And then at one point, you're completely unconscious. Like you can end up, you can end up uh, throwing up and passing out on the floor and you've, you're completely unconscious. But you know, you're decreasing in consciousness, mm -hmm. even though you're awake. You mm -hmm. know? So there is that distinguo to do between being awake and be, being aware and wow. aware and conscious. That's such a good... Like, so basically what you're saying is lucid dreaming is the other way or the different levels of lucid dreaming is the other way of, uh, for example, drinking alcohol. So you can be more and more aware the deeper you get into the lucid dreaming. Exactly. Wow. So even when you do a lucid dream, you never finish with the lucid dreaming because there is always so many different levels that you can explore and you don't know when it ends. Mm -hmm. But also in real life so when you're drinking alcohol you decrease in consciousness but let's say you have you waking up and you're not drinking anything are you the as conscious as you could be mm. or can you be more conscious by doing presence exercises meditation mm. and so this is what i started exploring thanks to the lucid dreaming because mm. i was like okay maybe i can be more conscious into real life maybe i can reach a state of being more present and seeing seeing things and details and everything like uh, with much more awareness in the same way that I can increase my level of awareness in my lucid dream. Mm. So yeah, it opens kind of a path of exploring what is consciousness and trying to discover myself through different methods of meditation and and whatever breathing exercises, you know. So, no, definitely it had a, a huge impact on me. Mm. It's so incredible. Like, <laughs> I can feel the euphoric feeling inside of me of, okay, tonight, before <laughs> I go to sleep, <laughs> I will start, you know, also, uh, because for me, I started to write intentions before yes. I went to bed um, about what I would like to um, experience or not like experiencing in in the way of i was i was dreaming but for the intention like i was putting an intention for being aware and remembering my dreams and i, I was waking up in the middle of the night and i had really intense dreams and i was like okay i need to remember this <laughs> i really have to i wake up in the morning i'm like shit i can remember i wanted to remember but i didn't and so I started writing them actually down in the middle of the night um, with like a tiny little light that I was putting on. 
and writing them down. And it's another thing to figure out what I was writing <laughs> in the morning after, but it helped me to bring my awareness back to, um, to my dream state and to the whole realm. And yeah, like constantly bringing a trigger, bringing a focus and energy to my dreams. And I think that's what, you know, journaling, dream journaling is actually doing. It brings the energy back to the dreams. So the mind is uh, creating a stronger connection to the subconscious so that you have easier access afterwards to, to bring that back. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And just a, a little tips uh, when you... So I was um, talking about lucid dreams uh, with different people. And uh, one of them, shout out to Malia, um, she uh, started to recording herself, so recording her dreams mm. rather than, you know, uh, uh, writing down the dreams. So if you're feeling a bit lazy because it's the middle of the night, you can just like put the, uh, the record on and just speak. And then in the morning you can write down your dreams because I think writing is, is super nice to kind of, to, to put it into like, in the physical mm, yeah you know? yeah but yeah like just maybe recording yourself like explaining the dreams yes. it's it's a bit more easy at 3 a.m and then yeah i did that once actually wow and trying to figure out what i was saying in the morning like because it was you do you know if the moment you're recording it it makes so much sense and then the next morning you're like what the fuck was I trying to say? It's like you're, you're, you're in that in-between state yeah. of like, oh, I just woke up and I'm like, ah, oh, what's happening? Yeah. D did you ever make the um, experience of uh, waking up and then consciously making a choice of um, dreaming that dream further? Like, yes. Uh, yes. How, how, do I, how do you do that? Like, uh, uh, just... When I just, let's say that there is a really intense dream that uh, I'm dreaming, I'm, I'm waking up. You try to keep your eyes shut or just shut your eyes again. And you follow, I'm following the breathing mm -hmm. and not trying to think too much about, yeah, I need to go. No, I'm just, okay, yeah. setting the intention and then trying to go back to sleep as soon as possible. Yeah. And if in the minute I'm going back to sleep, Normally, uh, I should prolong the, the dream. Yeah. Do you have a specific breathing technique? Maybe that uh, people can use before they go to bed? No. No? Uh, I know a lot of people do. And, you know, uh, some people that are taking a concoction, like a plant, uh, different plants. Mm -hmm. Because some plants are apparently they are helping to lose a dream. Ah, yeah. Uh, some meditation technique are helping sometimes you know people are listening to binaural beats on yeah. youtube like special uh, 42 hz uh, frequency uh, to lucidium you know so you have all those dif those different techniques um but um i i'm just doing what works for me and for me the simple uh, writing down my dreams and doing the reality test is it's working yeah. and also something that is important to note is is that it's like opening a door. So once you are, you did 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven multiple lucid dreams. Uh, even when stopping to do the work, so writing your dreams every day and stuff, you might just do some random lucid dreams from mm. time to time, you know? Mm. Wow, I'm really excited. Is there one last thing that you really want to share about lucid dreaming? Uh, yes, and it's, it's about dreams in general. Mm -hmm. Because, so I kind of... Uh, I did um, a chart of all the different ways I would dream because there are so many ways you can dream. It's, it's amazing. So it's not only lucid dream. You can do, uh, you know, the third person dream. No. So when you're dreaming and you're seeing the character, but it's not you. Ah, yeah. Yeah, you had it. And yeah. so you see it like kind of uh, from an omniscient level, like you see the character on third person. Yeah, so, there so is basically seeing yourself but not being yourself in the dream. Uh, it's like uh, looking at TV. Yeah. It's like you are not, you, you're not seeing the dreams through your, your eyes, you're seeing the life of somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you're following that person. Yeah. It's not even you, it's yeah. just like, it can be like a... Uh, you're basically just in an observer state. Exactly. But can I decide in the dream, like, how the dream is going to end up? Like, am I the, you know, the Netflix thing that they made, where you make the choices how the movie is going to end? So the thing is that there are no rules So about that. Can I decide? I have, I have no idea. I, I know that for me, when I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming in the third person, I'm just the observer. Mm. So I'm just looking at that dream. Mm -hmm. And it's like I'm, I'm looking at the, the bubble dream of somebody else, you mm. know? I'm just the awareness. Mm. But I'm not even aware it's a dream, I'm just like looking at that dream. So this is another kind of dream. So you have your normal dream, you have the lucid dream, the mm -hmm. third person dream. Mm -hmm. You have the, I call that the bi-location dream. Mm -hmm. So the bi-location is that I'm the character in the dream, mm -hmm. but I'm also the consciousness. Mm -hmm. And this is, and then it, it goes further because then you can be, it's like a sleep, uh, a, um, it's like you have, your consciousness is separated in two places. So I'm the character living the experience. And for example, there is something bad happening to me and I can see through the eyes of the, the character, but then I'm feeling I'm also the observer looking at the character and so even as the character in the dream, I feel okay, I'm feeling okay, whatever is happening, because I'm also the consciousness knowing, you know? So my consciousness is in the character and as the kind of yeah, observer yeah. in that, two places. That's actually very interesting. Um, I haven't shared that with many people yet, but this happens to me in normal daily life. So like... Like in... Right now it could happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Amazing. It's like... Um, I have that very often if I have like conversations like this um, my my observation or yeah so okay there's a little of backstory for it um, tell me I, everything <laughs> I was I think 15 and I was reading a book um, and I was sitting in the in the bus and I read about the book and it was about judgments and about how we um, are not to, supposed to judge other people and the way that we can look onto our thoughts is just imagine 
like a tiny little being. I had a little fairy, you know, a tiny little fairy that I was putting onto my shoulder and that was, you know, observing my thoughts. So I could observe through the fairy on my shoulder what I was thinking and what I actually wanted to think. And I was practicing that for a long time and at some point I realized that um, and actually it's coming up now more and more that in conversations I'm I'm looking onto us you know I, I'm seeing the trees around us I'm seeing us sitting here and but but I look from a perspective above and now you're saying that this is you know also possible in a dream um, so that's like a huge link to the subconscious basically because it's it it yeah, like you're saying, it's putting consciousness into two parts. And often I say um, to, to my friends that I am in my body feeling my feelings. And at the same time, I'm detached from it because I see myself feeling the feelings <laughs> um, as well. So it's like I can see myself, but my body is still making the experience. And it allows me to, to detach from putting these things into a position of good and bad. I just experience it and I allow it to move it through my body without actually judging it and without making my identity about it. You know, it's like, so, yeah. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, you're like, welcome. But uh, yeah, and again, you know, this is how I, I'm, I'm doing all the, those parallels between reality and, and dreams. And it, it got to a point where also I'm questioning reality, you know, oh, what yeah. is reality? Yeah. You know? um, Do you believe dreaming is a different dimension? <sighs> we would go for like probably another hour. <laughs> <laughs> if we... Yeah if going to uh, i'd say yes like the real the, the question is that is it a dimension from your mind or like mm. another mm. and if it's from my else? mind is it then still true <laughs> but okay let's let's finish it here <laughs> um is i have one last thing for you um what do you think um how would the best version of the world look like for you like what would be in your in your most beautiful dreams if you could have the perfect world how would it look like this is something i'm asking like a lot of my um like interview partners i would just like to know how this vision looks inside of you um so it would be a, a collective effort i think it would be a, a world where everybody is playing not only their strength but their their, their passion mm -hmm. if it makes sense so let's say somebody is really good at uh, at singing they will follow that you know and somebody is really good at uh, being a healer or whatever they would follow that and just um, so, in contrast, I believe that this world is it's it's really based on a lot of time people do what they think they should do, mm. 
-hmm. rather that rather what they want to do mm -hmm. or what they feel like to do mm -hmm. um, and so we end up disconnected and not aligned mm -hmm. you know and I feel a world where everybody would be aligned with their calling of whatever they want to do or mm. it would be much more harmonious mm. and so people would be more happy mm -hmm. happy people they make other people happier mm -hmm. so you know it's like a, a virtual circle yeah um, and also with harmony conflict is disappearing you know mm. so it's easy to say yeah what peace on uh, the world blah 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 it's not what I w what I'm wishing like it's, it's not to that point because it's like yeah everybody want peace you know but um, I want for the world what I want for myself and yeah. at this moment I want alignment for myself mm. so I want alignment for the world mm. damn that's so beautiful <laughs> I love that well what a perfect quote for this and um, okay is there anything more that you really 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 want to share um, before yeah you can mind? follow me on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, will, I will definitely tag everything um, in the show notes and um, so people can follow you on your journey through Mexico on the journey to yourself um, and yeah but uh, yeah I would just uh, like to thank you for opening this space mm. to have that kind of uh, discussion mm. and and then us being able to share it with uh, other people mm. I think it's uh, what's what the world needs for more alignment mm. and uh, this is the kind of talks I like to listen to so it's 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 uh, it's a blessing to be able to participate to one of one of those so thank you mm. Thank you for participating. It's like so beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>